Welcome back to another episode of GMT Colo. Unfortunately, or fortunately, we've reached our last episode. And it's a great uh, honor uh, providing this service for everyone. I I really hope everyone's enjoyed. uh, By the end of this episode, we will have completed 28 Hilchos in the Rambam, plus so much additional information. And hopefully that can connect us in, in our religious journey and assist us in our observance of the law. Um, I'm, I'm really thankful to everyone. Like, like I said in my previous episode, if, even if you listened once, you know, you know, eh, eh, that's 15 minutes you could have done something else, right? Something probably better? I, I don't know. Um, today, we're finishing off with the whole issue of well, let's just go over what we went through before. So before we mentioned the various cases of like preparation. If you have the bread here, if you make the bread with the cheese the, in the oven, um, the whole issue. Like we went through all these isurim. Remember, like yesterday we spoke about the, the knife. If you cut the knife and it's spicy food, is and just a correction is that I mistook the tur- t- when I said radish, I really meant turnip. Uh, radish is considered a spicy food, not not a regular food. Um, no, I, a turnip is considered a spicy food, not a regular food. Uh, uh, no, I mean, ra- a radish is a spicy food, not a regular food. I really meant turnips. So if, if you cut with a knife, uh, radishes uh, with a meat knife and you ate that with dairy, I'm very sorry. Um, hopefully you, you hear this correction. Then we spoke about the sort of having the salt, something that you, is used to prepare meat next to something that's used with dairy, because you might mix it up. And today we finish off with three hilchos discussing, really, so like before we were just going over preparation, and this is now after the meal. So what happens after you eat meat? Can you have milk? And after you have milk, can you have meat? And this is probably some things are the most recognizable laws around meat and milk for most people. And a lot of it comes from the Ram, a lot of it, right, it all comes from the Gemara at the root. But it's interesting to see how the Ram interprets his information. So, I'm sorry about that. So on Halacha 26, Chafav, uh, and this begins his, we start with, what happens if someone eats dairy? If someone has cheese or has milk, and I guess the Gemara doesn't really make this differentiation, but it's obvious that like, just you might think because milk has a different property, it goes down faster, and the taste doesn't last longer as opposed to cheese. So maybe that's why the Ram has to specify both. Because he really, if you notice, just if you look back, is how he mixes up, like, it, he always uses the word meat. But he, for cheese, he mixes up the different terms he used for dairy. Sometimes he'll use just milk, sometimes he'll say cheese, and sometimes he uses the term kosach. Or that's, remember that spicy sauce, dairy sauce. He says you, you can eat meat immediately after cheese. But first you need to wipe, like wash off your hands. You have to clean your mouth. Between eating cheese and eating meat, you need to clean out your mouth. You, 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 so you clean out your, like cleansing your palate. So you, you eat bread. Oh, the pills, silosin, uvolin, opalatin. 
like, or, or you have you have fruit, because I guess that absorbs the taste. It clears up your throat, and you can either spit it out or you can swallow it. It doesn't matter as long as it changes the taste. Mekanchen eshape, uvechol mekanchen eshape. So before he was just bringing an ample now he says, and everything you can clean out your mouth, chutz mitzamrim o kemach o yerakos shen elu mekanchen yafe. His exception is figs, flour, or uh, herbs. Because these don't clean out your mouth well. I, 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 don't, I don't know exactly why. I guess there's some specific property involved. But can't, I can't speak to that. And then... And so once we get past that, it, this we have to look at the Gemara and to see the, how the Ram interpret it. Because it's very interesting just to compare it to how other individuals interpret it. So... The Gemara has a, there's a Gemach locus between Beishama and Beishila. One says that you have to clean, uh, one says you have to clean, uh, Beishila says you have to clean, and Beishama, uh, after you eat uh, cheese and you eat, then you eat meat, and one says you have to just w- wash. And the Gemara says that neither of them are really disagreeing with each other. And it doesn't say anything besides that, it just says that it's not really a dispute, they're just saying two different focuses. So what does that mean? What Rashi says is, Rashi says you need to both wipe wipe your mouth and wash out your mouth, and you need to wipe your hands and wash your hands. Rashi's only saying wash, um, so that's what he says. Whereas the Ramam takes a, a different approach. If you look, at, he he says you don't have to wash out your throat mouth; you just have to clean it out. So he interprets it differently. Is that it's not Beishama and Hilla are both right for both things. Rather, one saying something about one thing and one saying something about one thing. Uh, then the way that influence is practical it just that doesn't really have any effect uh, actually besides that one more thing is that the Gemara says that it provides a story and then it says that really at night you, you don't have to uh, only at night you have to wash your hands but not in day and that's halach but the Ram doesn't bring down that halacha and it could be the reason behind the reason behind that could be that uh, he, he may have felt that someone needs to be more machmir and they need to do, because the Gemara's rationale is that at the the day people can see their hands so they can see if it's dirty or not but the Ram, but at night you can't so that's why you have to wash at night but maybe the Rama was saying people have to be strict to clean all the time um so, but just pra- pra- in terms of practical halacha, the Ramah uh, uh, writes that uh, there are those who are machmir on eating. There's this a whole concept of gavinik kasha, which is hard cheese. And this is cheese that, uh, um, and he says it's good to be machmir, and this is, uh, this is specifically Ashkenazi more of practice, but to wait after six hours after eating hard cheese. And he says, really, like you, you could avoid waiting if you wash and you cl- clean your hands, but it's good to wait. And so this is an obligation, it's something you should look at, like, there's questions, does it apply to Parmesan, but specifically, like, fancy European cheeses, uh, there's, in such a case, then, that ob- the issue comes up is that these cheeses have a long-lasting taste. Next, Vita. Bimada verimorim, bivasar, behema, ochaya. 
Вал им ахал босер оф ахарш ахал хагвина оф халов халов им сарих лой кнюх пе вело нитиоси дайм. What are we saying when we say about this? We're talking only about eat if you eat it from the meat of a, a like a, a domesticated or non-domesticated animal. But if you eat a bird, the meat of a bird, after you eat cheese or milk, you don't need to wash your hands or anything. You go straight in, dive in. Now, the Gemara mentions this halacha, but fascinating question is, what about chaya? Right before the beginning of the chapter, the Rambam describes that there's chaya and of are the same thing, that there's this equal... That they're both Darabanan because the Torah only says Gidi, it only says domesticated animal. Then later on, remember we talked about the contradiction, the Ram sometimes mentions Chaya as Deraisa, like Behemoth. So there's diff- two different ways of really putting down why does he, right here, does he not, why does he say, why can't you do Chaya without washing your hands? Because it's also Deraban. So there are two answers, as I've said before. The first is that simply the Ram changed his mind over writing the Mission Torah, and that could explain the contradictions that come up. Maybe he just changed his mind. He he thought, you know, really Chaya is not a not Deoraisa, because there are opinions in the Gemara that say it is Deoraisa. And the second is simply that venison or not domestic animals like a deer, their meat is very similar to cow meat. You you or regular meat, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Which is why that additional restriction applies. Because people, if they see you eating, that they won't know. And so if they see you wash, not wash your hands, it, just, it would be confusing. Finally, that magnum opus of the, the Ramam, and it's a beautiful way to top off the chapter. Misha al-Chob Basar Batukila ben Basar Behema ben Basar Of. If someone eats meat in the beginning, whether it's, even if it's regular meat or just even bird meat, you cannot eat after after milk. You have to wait the time of an additional meal. It's like six hours. And what's the reason why you have to do it? Because there's meat that stays in between the teeth, and it doesn't clean off when you when you try to wipe your mouth. It doesn't come off, which seems to imply that the rums, that the rules of cleaning out your mouth that he put forward for milk, will also would apply for eating meat and milk. But you also you additionally have to wait. Now this is of course the source for our prohibition on eating on waiting six hours, but it's fascinating. First, just go over the wording and then compare it with other rishonim. The fact that he says. Right, you have to wait a time of additional meal, and that's like six hours. Because the Ram earlier in the beginning of his Mishnah Torah, he goes over health advice in the fourth parak of Hilchos Deos, and he says that one should have their meal like at lunchtime, and then wait till dinner, and then like, you should eat at the six hour, and then eat at dinner. You, you should you shouldn't eat when you wake up. You should wait some time and do some activities, and then eat. So he proposes that six hours is the time between the meals. And that's, this time is enough that the taste gets out of your mouth and all the stuff that's in your mouth gets done. And this is not an interpretation that goes without question. He's pulling off the riff. The riff says that there is an iser. But in contrast, if we look at the Gemara at first, the Gemara is on Kufhei 
Amun Beis in Chulin, and or Kufei Amun Aleph, excuse me, describes a story by Mar Ukva, and he says that I am like vinegar son of wine, which is like I, I'm nothing compared to my father. He was such a great man. What does the Mar Ukva mean by this? He, he explains, my father, when he had meat, he would not eat milk until the next day, but when I eat meat in one meal, I, I just wait another meal and then I have milk. Now, Tosfos explains in contrast, this is in this where the rum draws off this iser. The riff and the rum say this is a, a real iser. Tosfos says no, it's just a minhag. And really, what, what can you do? You can you eat meat, bench, dive right into your uh, cheese. You don't have to wait at all. And in fact, there's, there's a, the Mordechai, who's an Ashkenazi Rishon, brings the story of the Maram of Rodenberg. Who wrote that as a child they used to make Ashkenazim used to make fun of all the people who would wait six hours, all the kids. That was what their j- jokes were. But once he he noticed that he still had pieces stuck in his mouth after, and after eating cheese, and immediately he adopted upon himself a stringent minhag. So this is a big difference between Ashkenazi and Sephardic uh, halacha is that this Ashkenazi halacha sees this six hours as a min is just a minhag to be safe. The Ramah brings that really at the minimum you could wait one hour and this is the minhag of the communities of uh, the, Hol- the Holland where they will only wait one hour in between meat and milk. The German communities have a, a minhag to wait three hours. This be, it was, it, they presume it's because that the days are a lot shorter in the north and the seasons change. So the, whereas in Bavel and the Middle East, the seasons are, the length of the day doesn't change that much because they're closer to the equator. So, because that, when the seasons would change, they'd eat meals a lot closer to one another, so that's why they would only wait three hours. And so, really, you can wait one hour. Again, Ashkenazi will not even wait one hour, they'll they'll wait six hours. But there is room to, since you only, first, that the fact that since it's only a minhag to Ashkenazi, you can be more lenient, especially in medical conditions, because if, like, medicines are made out of milk after you have meat, um, you only need to wait one hour or... According to Rav Schechter, put out a recent thing about if you have Crohn's disease because the medicine is made out of dairy. But Sephardim have adopted that, and the fact that the rum only takes six hours, it's not really six hours, it can be five and a half, right? Some people do like five hours. But most people wait just like exactly six, unless you you have to, you, there's room to move around a little. Um... The, the Shulchan Aruch writes on this that it, it's mutter to eat something that's cooked with cheese after something that's cooked with like after that something cooked with meat, and you can eat cheese after you something cooked with meat. But to that we we have a minhag to be machmir not to eat anything that's a dairy after something ate with meat. However, the Ma writes. That and even if it's we're not saying that. What if it's cooked in like a meat dish, like we said before, like the whole case of like the fish, or if it's the knife, you, like you don't have to wait six hours after you have a fruit that's cut with a meat knife. Or even if even if the knife had a lot of meat on it, it's still not like you're eating meat. You don't have to wait because again, it's just a min hug, and that's the raw. And then finally. What about the the final part of the Rambam statement, the fact that he says it's because of the meat between the teeth. So what does he mean by this? Because interestingly enough, the Shulchan writes that 
if you wait six hours and you still have a piece of meat between your teeth, you uh, all you need to do is just pull it out. You don't need to wait another six hours, and so, so too does the ma, right? Just you should wash your mouth out. So then, what is what does it mean by between the teeth? And what we're really saying is that it's not actually literally because of its presence. It's it's more that the presence brings out the the meat juices when they're in, when it's in, as long as it's in your tooth, stuck in between your teeth, the meat exudes its taste, and it's a very strong taste. So for that reason, after six hours, the meat kind of loses all its taste. It, it's still there, but it doesn't taste like anything. So for that matter, that's why you're allowed to still swallow it after it's six hours in your mouth because it's lost all taste. And by taste, uh, and by the tooth, which is, the, he's, Ramam brings this straight from the Gwana. There's two different possible answers on what does it really mean? What's the reason behind this iser? One is that it's literally the presence of the tooth and one is that it's because of the taste. So there's like a nafkami is that what if you just swallow it and then you spit it out, it doesn't get in your mouth. And it's the it's to be the custom of course to be machmir in both things. Um, and I, I, also, oh, it's, I think I think I forgot to mention one thing is with washing in between uh, meat and milk. Remember, I, I we spoke about how the Ram didn't hold that one needed to wash their mouth. However, the halakha is that one needs to wash their mouth. And they, at night, that one, sh- one should also wash th- their hands. No, it, day is one should wash their hands, like the Rambam says. Un- unlike what the Gemara says, is just an additional chumrah. And f- interesting thing to end this off is that the the Rav had a brisker analysis of the whole wait- waiting, and he says that the whole machlokas, at least between the Rambam and the Ashkenazim. Is what is the purpose of waiting? One is that it's a hafsa and one's a gavra. In that, is is the waiting because just that one cannot eat meat and milk together, or are we concerned about mixing the meat and milk, right? If because to Ashkenazim, just from the psak halacha, is that one really you don't need to wait six hours. Asvarim would say no, it's halacha, it's not a minhag. That the concern is mixing over. You don't want the right. The Ramo says you don't want mixing in your teeth. Like Ashkenazim would say, oh, it's just a chumra. All you need to do is you could just do like what we did with cheese. You can wash out your mouth, you know, get rid of the taste. You click, pick out, and so it's it's not the issue is not about the teeth. It's about just eating them together because right you can't be eating it. It's already darabanan just eating them separate one one another. So there's no issue with that. So is it is it the thing? Are we concerned about the person eating or are we concerned about the foods themselves mixing? So I, I hope that's how we end it. We finished our ninth parak of Machal's Asuras. Please tell me what you're interested in next. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, wonderful Yantif, and goodbye.